is time for another Master Passive Income Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I help people quit their jobs by investing in real estate rental properties so that they can have money coming in their pocket every single month from the rents that their tenants pay them every single month. It's absolutely fantastic to get a check every single month from your property managers where you don't have to work anymore. Now today, I'm gonna be talking all about the cash on cash return of your investment that you're gonna get when you buy your properties. Now there are many different ways to calculate if it's gonna be a good property or not, but here is a way that I love to find good properties and make sure that they are good properties that are gonna be making me money. Because what it comes down to is how much money comes out of your pocket to buy the property and how much money comes into your pocket after you buy the property. So we're gonna be talking all about cash on cash returns and how to calculate them and how to make sure we find properties that have good cash on cash returns. All right guys, now let's get started and start today's show. Let's do this. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about all aspects of real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. Sweet. Now let's get started. Now in today's show, we're going to really look at cash on cash return. I know, you know, well, I'm going to tell you right now, I am definitely not a numbers person. You know, if somebody would say, hey, what's this plus this and times this and times that and divided by this, I am not good at that. I'll tell you that even like my accounting class in college, I failed my accounting class. It was accounting for A, accounting for B. I failed for A because I didn't really like it. I hated it. Now I could do all the work. I just didn't want to do it. It's like, it's, it's like pulling teeth to have to do numbers and crunch numbers and all that sort of stuff. I went all the way through to calculus and I got, got done with calculus and I did that, but it was horrible. So I hate doing it. So that's why now I pay accountants to do all the number crunching. And so when I start looking at, you know, uh, calculators and cash on cash returns and the ROI or return on investments, you know, there's are, these are ways to make sure that you're buying a good property that's going to be making you money every single month. Now, there there are a bunch of different calculations out there that many, many people smarter than me have figured out, but there's only a few that I really stick to, ones that I really like. And this is one that I would say is something that's not hard to understand, not hard to learn, or even hard to calculate. And it's a very, very good one to make sure you have that in your arsenal of calculators and analyzers and ways to figure out if you're buying a good property or not. And along with the cash on cash return, I love also calculating the monthly cash flow. Now that's a little more um, in, in depth. There's a lot more to, to account for like expenses and the income and vacancy factor and all these sort of things that you have to account for. So that's in a whole other podcast episode all in itself. And also I do talk about this in my free course and I want to give you my free course. It's really super quick and easy to get to go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. And in the description of this podcast, I'll put the link in there as well. Go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course and get your free course so you can get started. And I explain how to do, you know, the calculations and everything in there. But today we're going to be talking about cash on cash return. There's also something else that I want to share with you. So I'm super excited about this new change that I did or electrical change in my house. Now I'm going to pause this podcast episode for just a few seconds to see if you can hear anything. 
Okay, more than likely, you couldn't hear it. And this is why I'm super excited about what just happened. Now, because we talk about real estate, we talk about everything in real estate when we have a rental property. Well, one thing happened was in my house, I have ceiling fans. Well, in the ceiling fan, I have it to where that the light and the fan are separate. So a whole separate switch just for the fan. And I put in a dimmer switch. And a dimmer switch, basically, you know, you turn on and off, but then the dimmer switch, it varies the amount of electricity going to the fan. Well, for the last two and a half years, we've been living with these ceiling fans. I thought, man, you know, they're either pieces of junk or they're not made well. And I hear it all the time while it's spinning, while it's on. And we've been living in in this house for two and a half years with it. And I always thought maybe it's the dimmer, but maybe it's probably the fan. And if you know, we live in Arizona in Phoenix and it gets hot. And I record these podcasts and you either I crank up the AC to where it's just constantly blowing or I just suffer and sweat while I make because Arizona gets hot. So the house gets hot. So I can't use a ceiling fan because it made so much noise. What I did was I, long story short, from having the problem with the switch, I put in a regular switch. I just said, let me just try it. I put in a regular switch. You see, I have three different areas of the house that have the same ceiling fan and they all make the same sound. But I know now they all have the same dimmer switch. Well, one of them in the kitchen, the dimmer switch was having issues. It actually broke and it wasn't turning on. So all I did was I, I took it out. I started taking it apart. I, I like doing electrical, so I do that all the time on my house. And, you know, I turned the breaker on without the electrical outlet, the switch in there. So what I did was I just said, you know what? Let me just try it without having the switch. So I literally touched the wires together, which is okay to do because that's what sends the current. When you put in a rocker switch or a light switch, it just connects the current between the two. And so that's what I did. I just touched it and I listened and I listened longer. Like I'm not hearing that sound in that ceiling fan. So here's a tip. If you're using a dimmer switch that has variable, you know, slides up and down, the the amount of electricity gets sent to it, it could cause a problem to your ceiling fan. So I am super excited about that. I could actually record this podcast with the fan going so I don't get really, really hot. You know, you might hear the wind blowing, but you don't hear that sound. So I'm super excited about that. Now, I want to give you that little tip. If your property manager goes to you and says, hey, they need a new ceiling fan, it's too loud, or your tenants come to you and do that, check that first. Check to see if it's a dimmer switch that might be making that noise. Now with the cash on cash return, there is a way, an easy way to actually calculate the cash on cash return. In fact, I have a calculator on my website that you can use. Now, when you go to the show notes page, it'll be there as well. You can use the calculator. And I want you to use this for every single property that you are going to buy. Walk through the process of doing the cash on cash return calculator, because in doing that, you're going to see what kind of return you're going to get. So for the podcast show notes, you're going to go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash 66. This is the 66th podcast episode. So go ahead and go there, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash 66, and it'll be in the description as well. Now, when you get to this page, I have a lot of explanations. I have a lot of ways you can figure out how to calculate, and I even help you to understand what it's for. But that's what I'm going to be doing on this podcast. And I want you to use this calculator for everything that you buy, because it's really going to help you to understand what this is the amount of money you're putting into the property versus how much money you're going to be making back out. Now, this is one of the critical criteria that I use in buying any property. So if it's going to be producing money for me, I need to make sure that I count for that. I need to make sure that I have the numbers. So I have this cash on cash return calculator that I always use. Now, by finding the cash on cash return for your property, you need to know a lot of different things about your property before you can even just use the calculator. Now, 
you'll figure out how much money you will get in return for the money you spent buying that property. So that's a whole lot said. Basically what it boils down to, how much money you put out of your pocket, like literally every penny that comes out of your pocket to acquire and buy that property versus how much money that one property is going to make you in that first year. Obviously, when you work it out, you're going to have a percentage. Now, the percentage is going to come down to a low, high, middle, or it's, you know, whatever percentage is going to be. If you're just thinking, okay, what percentage should I go after? Is low better or is high better? Well, the way the calculator works out, the higher the percentage, the better, because the rate at your, which you're dividing the amount of money that you make versus how much money comes out of your pocket to buy the property and acquire the property, you want a high percentage on the back end. So if you have like a 6%, that's pretty low. So you're basically putting a lot of money in and putting a little bit of money back out versus a 12% or a 10% or even as high as like 18%. So you want to make sure you're getting that as high as possible. And ways to do that, a pro tip would be lowering the cash that you're putting into the total deal lowering the purchase price, you know, by negotiating a lower purchase price, by cutting the title costs, by having the seller pay for the title fees, things like that. There's lots of ways that you can cut down on the total amount of money coming out of your pocket when you buy the property. Now, after I buy the property, remember, the tenants are the ones that are paying off the rest of that mortgage, all the interest, all the um, insurance that you have, the taxes, the principal, like the balance of how much you owe, the tenants are paying the rest of that, which is absolutely fantastic. So when you calculate the cash on cash return for their property, the higher the percentage, the better. The entire cash on cash calculation is between how much money you spend buying and fixing up the property, not just buying, but also fixing it up, getting it rented versus how much money you will make on the property in one year. And it's actually very easy to get the cash on cash calculation for each property. Now, like I said, I have my calculator on my website. You can go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash 66. You'll be able to get it there. Also in my resources page, I have it there as well. Now here's the basic calculation you're gonna do for your cash on cash return for one property. It's basically how much it costs you to buy a rental property and fix it up divided by. So you divide it by the total yearly cash flow. Now this calculation will show how much of a percent return on the money you invested in the property in the first year. The higher the return is better, like I was just saying. Now this is really what it looks at. Now on my show notes page, you'll see the actual calculations. So cash on cash return equals total cash invested divided by the annual pre-tax cash flow. Now, what that means is basically, if you put $5,000 total into the purchase of a property that's fixing it up and everything, and you make $3,000 in one year, you will be making a 60% return on your money that you invested in the first year. Now, imagine in the stock market, if you got a 60% return on your money, that's absolutely unheard of. I mean, you maybe if you invested in like Amazon or Google, and then all of a sudden it shot up or something like that, but it's almost absolutely unheard of that you can get a normal return. They usually try to shoot for like 10% or 12% the very most. So same thing. Now just imagine if you were buying a car, it might be easier to think of this if you're buying a car. Now, if you bought a car for $5,000 and then you sold it for an extra $3,000 for a total sell price of $8,000, well, you made $3,000. Well, it cost you $5,000 to buy it then it cost, or even you made $3,000 total in your pocket. So $8,000 sale, you made $3,000. 
Well, then you have a 60% return. It costs you $5,000 to make $3,000. That's a 60% return. Same exact thing. $5,000 divided by $3,000 equals a 60% cash on cash return. Now, if you're like me, all those numbers kind of go in and out of your brain. Some people might grab this and might be like, this is fantastic. Like I can easily do this in my brain. Well, it's not, it's, it's really hard for me. So I actually have to have all this stuff written down and I have all these things on the show notes. Now, when you're using a cash on cash return, when you're looking at buying a property, what you wanna make sure is that you are investing as little money out of your pocket as possible to have as much money coming in your pocket. Now, what coming in your pocket means is how much money you will be making in rents every single month and then add that or multiply it by 12 and that will be your entire year. So let me give you an example. If you buy a property that makes you $300 a month, every single month, now that's after the expenses, that's after you calculated everything, that's cash flow, money coming into your pocket. Once you have that calculated, you realize, okay, I have, I know I'm gonna get, or at least I believe I'm gonna get $300 every single month. Well, for 12 months, that's $3,600. $3,600 will be passive income coming into my pocket every single month. Now, let me look at how much money I'm going to be spending to buy this property. Now, if I look at, I'm gonna buy this property for, let's say a total out of pocket is $12,000. I have $12,000 coming out of my pocket that is down payment, that's rehab, that's title fees, that's all everything I'm gonna be needing to pay in the first year, and let's calculate that out. If you do $3,600 divided by $12,000, then you get a cash on cash return of 30%. 30% is coming back in your pocket in that one first year. And remember, you're gonna be owning this property year after year, so you're gonna be making money over and over and over again. Now, like I said, this is just for the first year. You're getting a 30% return. Now imagine the second year you're making 30, let's just make it simple. The next year you make another $3,600 that's gonna be coming into your pocket from the rents. Well, that's $3,600 plus another $3,600. Well, that is $7,200. Now, if you had 70, so after two years, let's see how much you would have. If you put in, or if you had $7,200 coming into your pocket every single month, you divide that by $12,000. Now that's what you first originally paid. Remember, your original payment was, or you know how much you paid into the property was $12,000. Well, 30% is if after just one year. After two years, you're gonna have a 60% return on your $12,000. And it just keeps going from there every single time you own the property. Eventually, you're gonna get all your money back that you put into the property. Not necessarily how much you bought the property for. Like, let's say you bought the property for $100,000. Well, if you put in 3.5% down with an FHA loan and you move out and you then can rent out the property, well, if you only put $3,500 down, you still owe $96,500 while your tenant is paying off that. So you only put in $3,500 to buy the property. And if you're making $3,600, well, in one month, you got all your, or sorry, one year, you have all your money back from that one property. Now, a big question I get from a lot of my students, a lot of my coaching students, as well as the students that are inside the ultimate real estate investing system that I have that coaches people how to do the exact same thing that I do. A lot of questions I get is, well, what's the best calculation that I can use? Or how should I make sure that, you know, do you go off of cash on cash return? Do you look at the appreciation? What do you look at? And basically the easiest answer come down to two things. Number one, 
It is how much money that comes into my pocket every single month. That's the cash flow. Now, the cash flow is another whole another calculation like I was just talking about earlier. Now, the cash flow is number one, but the second one, number two, is the cash on cash return. I want to make sure that I can put enough money back in my pocket that's going to pay for itself. Basically, I want as little money coming out of my pocket as possible and as much money coming back into my pocket as possible. Now, let me give you a list of the values that you're going to need in order to run this calculation. Now, the first one is you're going to need the total annual rents. How much money is that one property going to make in one year in total passive income. Now that wouldn't, it's not including the, all the expenses. Like this is after everything, this is coming into your pocket before taxes. Cause taxes is another thing that you have to calculate, you know, separately, but anyways, get the total annual rents. And how you do that is very simple. You get how much you're going to get per month. Let's say it's $300. You just multiply that by 12. If you know, you're going to make $300 a month from one property, because you've already ran all the numbers, you figure out the expenses, you have all that taken care of and how much you could rent it for. It gives you a, a positive $300 in your pocket times that by 12 that is $3,600 so that's one you're going to need number two you're going to need the total loan amount to buy the property you want to make sure you have the total loan amount because in the calculator you're going to have that as well we're going to put that in there as well make sure you have the total loan amount that you're going to need for the buy the property so if you're buying the property for a hundred thousand dollars you're putting in thirty five hundred dollars as a down payment you still owe ninety six thousand five hundred dollars number three you're going to need to know your down payment amount that you will be putting down on the property to get the loan. How much money are you going to be paying first to the bank, you know, giving them that money so that they borrow or that you borrow less, they they lend less than you would normally like the full purchase price. So how much is the down payment that you're going to be putting down on the property? Number four, any and all closing costs associated with the purchase of the property. Closing costs like title fees, insurance work, if you have any notary fees or um, any legal fees or anything like that. Any and all closing costs. And then you would have to talk to your title company to make sure you kind of get those all in line. But you need to get those as well. Um, there's some raw numbers you can basically put in there if you want. But I would say if you have any experience with title companies, just give them a call and say, Hey, what would they, if I'm buying this house, what would the closing cost fees be? Just round numbers so I can put it in, plug it in. Now, the next thing, number five is seller concessions. Now let's say that the seller is going to pay for all the closing costs. Well, that's a concession. Well, even though you have closing costs of, let's say $2,000, the seller agreed, and then you put this in negotiation process beforehand saying the seller pay all closing costs. If you do that, then you get a $2,000 credit, basically. So seller concession is $2,000 or whatever you have that. So make sure you have that as well. Number six, any rehab or repair costs to get the property rented, basically in rent-ready shape. Any repair costs, anything, like even contractor fees, like any money that comes out of your pocket to fix up the property, that is what you're going to need. You want to make sure you have the total dollar amount. Number seven, any other costs that you incur before the property is rented. Now, let's say if you're just starting your business, you start an LLC like I teach all my students how to do. We start an LLC out of Wyoming. We get um, yeah, a registered agent. Well, those are costs involved. And this, those are things that you can add in there as well to see what it's going to be. Now, future properties, it's not necessarily going to have to account for that because you've already got all that stuff set up. You already have you know, your business accounts. You already have your LLC set up. You already have your registered agent. You already have all these things that you needed to set up in the first place. 
Now that you have that, that's not going to necessarily be a cost. But I would personally, or I do personally, account for those when I set those up for, you know, if I invest in a brand new area of the country, a whole new state, a whole new city, that's a part of my process in buying the property. And that's the cash on cash return that I do. Now, once you put these numbers into the calculator, there's a total. It says total cash invested. And another one is cash on cash return percent that these will be automatically populated for you. It will actually give that number to you. And as you're running the cash on cash return, the percent is what you're gonna be looking at, the very, very bottom one. The percent is what's gonna be giving you, is it high, is it middle, is it low? Like, is it is if it's like 4%, that's really low. You're spending a lot of money to get very little back out. Not saying that's bad, not saying that's a bad deal. Like I've told all my students, I'll tell you, that we invest for cash flow. If you're making $250 to $300 a month on a property, that's really good. Now, if you have to spend $100,000 to buy three to, to make $300 a month, that's a lot of money that I don't know if that you want to spend that, or at least I personally wouldn't. I try to get that as low as possible. I mean, you're probably getting like a 0.3% return on, on your money if you did that. So I personally like to try to shoot for 12 percent or more 10 percent is pretty low 12 percent's okay getting up to 15 to 18 um, you really want to get as big of a return percent back to you as possible now when you ask what is the cash on cash return and how can it apply really all boils down to is how much money comes out of your pocket and how much money comes into your pocket in the first year now I'll give you one more analogy if you buy apple like the stock Apple, you know, like the computer company that makes iPhones and stuff. If you buy their stock and the total cost, including the fees, is $20,000 for that stock. Like you pay a total of $20,000 for a bunch of stock. Well, you would receive shares of Apple, the company of Apple, worth $20,000, you know, that day. Now, if you sold the stock within one year for $22,000 because the value of the stock went up, then you made a $2,000 Profit. It cost you $20,000 to then make $2,000, you know, if you sold it. So the purchase price is $20,000. Sell price is $22,000. Total profit is $2,000. Now that $2,000 profit of the investment of $20,000 is a 10% return on your money, you know, that you use to buy the stock. So that's not horrible. That's actually a really good rate of return if you can make that much money. That's a 10% return on your money in one year. Now, the bad thing about stocks, and I'm not telling you to buy stocks, the bad thing about stocks is once you sell it, you're done. You can't make any more on that property. Now, or sorry, on that stock. Once you have a property though, you'll make the return in one year because you have rent coming in. If you sell a stock, well, you don't own the stock anymore. The only way you can make money is if you sell it well, you can't rent out a stock, but what you can do is you can rent out your rental property. And that makes you money every single year over and over and over again. Now with the cash on cash return, I have that calculator for you. Go ahead and use it. I want you to use it. It's out there for free. Definitely you want to use that. And this is something that you're going to be able to make sure that you're finding and buying a good property. And this is just another calculation that you're going to be using to analyze a property. Now, if it has, like I've said in the past, 
If it has a low cash on cash return percent, it's not necessarily something you should necessarily pass on. This is just another way so you can analyze property to property and see what property compares to another property, which one's better. And so in my opinion, this is a great calculation for you guys to use. All right, guys, I hope this has been eye-opening. I really hope that you are able to use the cash on cash return calculator, find and buy good properties that are making you money, making you a good return every single year on the money that you have invested in the property. Now for everybody out there, Get out there and get my free course, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. Get started investing. If you haven't started, what are you waiting for? Everybody has reasons. We all have fear. We all have you know anxieties. We all say we don't have enough money. We don't have enough time. Well, you can absolutely do that. And I want to help you do that. I want to help you get started. I didn't have any money. I didn't have any time. I had a family. I had um, a full-time job. I had a business. I had so many things going on, and yet I still invested. And you can absolutely to do that as well. I did also didn't even have any experience. I did not have somebody like me on a podcast sharing all these great things of how to get started. So don't wait any longer. Get the free course, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. And I want you to get started investing. All right, guys, you've been great. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you so very, very much. And I'll see you next week for another great podcast where we talk about rental properties. See ya. See ya.